yes, financial freedom is a fabulous goal, but are you like me where you just sit there sometimes and think, yeah, that's great, but could I please just understand all of this financial jargon first? Good news, we've got Jenny Davis in the cafe today and she's helping us to break down the profit first concept. Come on inside. It's time for the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast designed specifically for female online business owners. I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference in that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's be real though, growing an online business isn't always easy. It definitely doesn't look sexy all the time, and it's one of the most fulfilling endeavors you can take on. There are no secrets to building a successful business. There's just the stuff you don't know yet, and we'll be talking about it all here in the cafe. Whether you're on your way to six figures or beyond, you are in the right place. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Let's get to it. Jenny Davis, thank you so much for being here on the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. I am so excited that you're going to talk to us about money and profit first and help us get our shit together. Why don't you go ahead, Jenny, and introduce yourself and let everybody know where we can find your fabulous self. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for inviting me into the cafe today to talk about my favorite subject, profit, and how to get it. So my name is Jenny Davis. I am the owner and founder of JMD Business Solutions. We are certified profit first professionals and it is my mission in life to empower service-based businesses to grab a hold of and uh, maintain their daily financials in their business, to teach them how to truly have profit in their business so that they can get back to doing what they love, having the freedom to not be stuck at that accounting desk and stressing about their numbers, but really getting out and working in their own zone zone of genius. Oh, wow. You know what, Jenny? I'm sure there's somebody else that when you said daily financials, I'm sure there's somebody else out there like me that was just like, oh my God, daily? Are you kidding me? So let's talk about profit first. And Mike Michalowicz wrote the book. Tell us how you got into that and the change that it's made in your business. And then I've got some questions. Okay, yes. So I actually was at a convention in 2014, right when Mike wrote Profit First. And so I was able to meet him and his partner, Ron, there and get the book. And I read it and it just blew my mind. The concept of Profit First and and what it did to the accounting idea, you know, the accounting industry or the idea of accounting in small business. And I knew then I need to implement this in my own business. I was running a tax and accounting firm at the time and I knew I needed it and I knew my clients needed it. So it really changed the directory of my business from that point on. I had implemented it. I started saving like I had never saved before. I started operating like I had never operated before. And so it was just a natural progression that I become a certified profit first professional. I believe in Mike. McCallowitz and what he does and what he teaches and writes. And so it's really been great ride the last few years as I've been um, really coming into small business and teaching them what the Profit First Method is. When I read this book, and I did, I bought it, the book, but then I didn't have time to sit and read it. So I was on a road trip to see my daughter in college, and I was listening to it on Audible. And I remember my mind was blown just before he even got into what Profit First was. 
he made it okay. There was no shame. Like my shame went out the window. Shame that I've had for years and years. I've been in business over 13 years now, so for a very, very long time. And I think that a lot of other people in business, whether we call it shame or whatever, there's something there that we feel about it. I was shocked, truly shocked to learn that the majority of businesses were doing accounting and the numbers the way that I do them because I thought, oh my God, I'm the only dumbass out here that doesn't know what's going on. And that was the embarrassment around it then. That was the shame, like, oh my God, I can't show this to anybody. What will they think of me? You know, or or I've been failing. I make $2 an hour, probably. I can't possibly figure it out. And when he was talking about the number of businesses out there that do that, I know there's a name for it. What is that? What you bring in, what you send out? Right. Well, that's the general accounting method. There's a profit and loss statement will tell you you, what your gross revenue is and what your net revenue is after operating expenses. But what you're saying is true. Uh, Intuit released a study recently that said 83% of small businesses fail in the first five years due to poor financial decisions. So that means we're only operating with 17% of profitable businesses. Oh, wow. Within our within our country. And that is wild. And the thing is, is as I thought about that, I was like, well, this, you know, it makes sense. Because usually when we decide that we want to start a business, it comes for two reasons. Money, we need to make money, we want to support our family by making money and passion. We want to do what we're passionate about, so that we like our work. And we can start a business tomorrow, we can wake up tomorrow and say, I've got I need to earn some money. And I've got this passion, let me go. But we don't, what we don't do is we don't teach the small business owners the actual foundations they need in their business to continue to grow. So you're growing, you're making money, but you're not really managing the money because you don't know how, and you don't really even know that you need to. It seems good. There's money in the bank. I, I must be doing okay. And then one day there's not money in the bank. Oh, I must not be doing okay. What Mike does is he comes in with the profit first method and he says, traditionally, We all learn basic accounting, right? Which says sales minus expenses equal profit. And that's what our country has run on forever, right? We know that we have to make money, pay our bills, and what's left over is for us. But Mike says this isn't working. And so he flips the script on the regular accounting equation and he says, no, sales minus profit equal expenses. So that we can come in and we can really take a look and start to take care of the one person that's most important in your business, and that's you. No longer are we waiting for the scraps. And then can we pay the tax man or can even we pay ourselves or do I take this money and invest it back into the business? Starting with with the profit first method, the first thing we're doing is we're saying, no, we're going to take care of you as the business owner and the needs that you have. And so that's, in a nutshell, what profit first does. And he was so transparent because he was running his business like that on the verge of bankruptcy at different points. And I just think back, I first became aware of Mike when it was uh, the toilet paper entrepreneur way back. I think I even contributed to a couple of articles back, or uh, posts back then. But I was shocked to hear him tell his story. And I'm like, oh my goodness, because... I know that there are times for me that I think, okay, we just signed this contract for $8,000. I want to take this course. I'm not thinking about anything else other than, oh, this is the course I've been wanting to take, or this is the the VIP experience that I want to have with this person to, you know, for the one-on-one experience. And that's going to be $4,000. So that leaves me 4000 
So I'm, I can still pay everybody. I can still make sure, you know, that we're not going to end up in the street. As I understand, a lot of people think this way. But apparently, and as I read this, you're right, it makes sense when I read it. And I love that there are people like you who can help us understand it. Because I came off of that road trip thinking, all right, this is it. I'm setting this up. I'm doing this. And I still have it. Yeah. So concept is good, right? I mean, Mike, like you were just saying, Mike was a self-made millionaire by the time he was 30. And within 10 years of these successful businesses, he was bankrupt. And you'll often see with Profit First, the piggy bank, you know, that the piggy bank. And it, it comes from the fact that his daughter brought out the night he was, you know, realized he was bankrupt, brought out her piggy bank and said, here, dad, you can use this. And, you know, like you said, you connected and knew that this was kind of how you were feeling in your business. And there's probably not a business owner that I talk to that doesn't feel that way, too. So, you know, we walk around, we build our businesses. It appears we have it all together, right? But really, we don't. If we don't have these basic foundations built in our business, then our business won't last. Then there's more stress for the business owner. And I think that Profit First kind of brings it to light and it allows me and the other Profit First professionals to really teach, like there's a better way to do finance. Let us show you how it is. And I think probably, you know, again, for many people, like I read it, listened to it and it made sense and I want to do it and I let myself off the hook. It's like, okay, there's, and that was a huge relief. If I didn't get anything else out of it, I got that, that relief. But then there's that thing though, that, oh my gosh, if I actually, cause you know, I can't figure out how to do this myself. I have a friend actually that did it. And she, within months had this like nice little profit pocket. <laughs> and she is one of my dearest friends, but there's no way I could open my books and show her. And I absolutely know there would be no judgment. But then that, so I have, I guess I haven't completely lost my shame. I've lost my shame with me, but not with somebody else. So it's really, I think it's probably really hard sometimes to have somebody come in. What do you suggest for people who are at that point? We know we have to do something and we've bought different tools and it still didn't work. So what do you suggest for us to make it easier to invite someone in? I think that first you have to realize that you're not alone. I mean, look at the statistics from Intuit, 83%. You're not alone. And when you deal with a a professional in finance, whether it's a PFP, a profit first professional, a bookkeeper, an accountant, this is what they do. They're not going to be shocked by what you share. They're used to seeing these things and they're used to helping and teaching and building the business owner. So that's the one thing you can come to a meeting like that. When you reach out to a professional to help you, you can come to a meeting knowing that there isn't any shame. And a lot of times when people come to me, they're like, I've got boxes. I'm so afraid to show you this. I'm like, give it to me. I love it. Let me have it. I'm going to make sense of it for you. Then I'm going to teach you how to manage it. So I think that's the first step to know that you're not alone. 83% of business owners are doing exactly what you're doing, trying to figure it out, but maybe they haven't yet. And that there are people out there that can help. That's wonderful. I think that's a really good point is that you're inviting that person in and just knowing that they are there to help. And just like I'm good at what I do and it lights me up and I love it. I love that you said that about, you know, give it to me. I love this because just because we don't love it, we tend to think other people or, you know, trudging through it also. So that's a really good point. You know, let's let you and your team do what you guys do to help us 
actually know what the hell is going on. Right. Well, really what we're going to do is we're going to empower you. We're going to empower you to take a hold of your finances where you're going to look at those financial reports and you're going to finally understand what all those numbers and words mean. You know what I mean? Where you're going to be looking forward to that. We want to empower you to implement the system, help you along your journey, and then celebrate those profit wins with you. You know, like you said, your friend had that nice profit account. And I I smile because that's the best the best part of my job is when I get to see my clients share their profit wins, when they get to take their quarterly allocations and spend it on themselves, not their business, no reinvesting, that's the rule, and really start to reap the benefit of the sacrifice that we pay as small business owners, as entrepreneurs. I mean, we we put so much of our time and energy into our businesses, rarely take breaks, and we need some type of reward and that's what this is. And Profit First is not a financial management. It's really a behavioral management tool because we have to reprogram our brains to think it's okay. Like it's okay that I'm operating on this much of my revenue because I'm putting this much into tax and this much into profit and I'm finally giving myself a paycheck. So it's really reprogramming and that's why the Profit First method is done in small steady steps. So when you roll that out, if you need help, there's tools available. There are people like myself available that will teach you how to do your rollout and how to manage it so that you can get to those targeted allocation percentages. And I'm so excited that you're going to be with us here this year every quarter to talk about some of these things because as we move through our business, especially starting at the beginning of the year, we have these great hopes and dreams and plans and everything else. But again, going back to I signed an $8,000 contract, I'm now spending $4,000 and we don't always look at this. This is a great reminder. I don't always still, 13 years later, still don't look at it as, oh, that's a reinvest. I do what it comes to tax time look at that right off but I don't at what I'm doing it I think okay well I just paid myself four thousand dollars so that I can get better at what I do which I don't know how that doesn't connect but it's you know because I'm personally being enriched by it and the business is too but I feel like you know I made four thousand dollars but it really was a reinvestment yeah so what I would do in in that case is I talk with you about let's set up some vault accounts some savings accounts and through the year let's put money for professional development into those accounts so that whatever course or mastermind you decide that you want to be in you know at the first of the year or the end of the year when they all go on sale right that you have the cash and you pull out from that so I personally belong to two uh, masterminds continue to be a part of them. I love I love both of the ladies that run them and I save all year into my little vault account for that. And so that way, if there's a discount to pay in full, I can do that, right? Or I'm ready and prepared and I know I'm going to spend the rest of you know the coming year learning and developing in that program. And I don't have to worry about kind of where the money came from to pay for it. Right. And I think too, you know, just a reminder to you that are listening that that sale is going to come back around because we get caught up in that FOMO. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, no. And I mean, let's, we do, there are certain ones that do only run once a year, like Stu McLaren's um, tribe, you know, that's once a year, but being able to save up for it rather than just being hit with the ads and have just out of, um, instead of it being an impulse buy, you know, and the FOMO and all of that wrapped into one, you can plan ahead for that. And yes, the price may go up somewhat. They, you know, that's life. And you'll just have it saved and you're going to be able to 
apply it when it makes sense. I bought it three years ago, four years ago, because I knew that I wanted to do that. I thought (laughs) that I wanted to do that before the next one would launch. And because I didn't do it actively during the time, you know, the first eight weeks or something, that I lost out on a lot of the um, one-on-one, you know, getting questions answered and all of that. So I think as we mature in business, we may not do that as much as we did. But, you know, three years ago, four years ago, I was nine, ten years into business. and I was, But it was one that I'd been wanting to do, and it was like, oh, it's here. All of a sudden, it's here again. And, and I still haven't gone all the way through it, so... <laughs> which is not unusual for people either. (laughs) Right, right. I have a number of courses I purchased that I still haven't gone through. I think that in our industry, this online industry, that's what happens. But the trick is to learn how to spend the money that are in your envelopes, right? So Profit First, if you've read the book, you know that Mike gives the analogy of your grandmother and how she used to do her envelope budgeting. She'd get paid, she'd put that money, her rent money in, her grocery money in, her whatever, you know, expense money in, and then if it wasn't in the envelope, you weren't spending it. And so Profit First is the envelope system, but done with bank accounts. And if the operating in your operating expense, or if you don't have a, you know, if you have a vault savings account for professional development, if it's not in there, then you don't spend it. That's the behavioral part of Profit First. We learn that if there's not enough, we're not going to rob Peter to pay Paul anymore. We're going to say, nope, it's important that I fund my tax account. It's important that I pay myself. And I'm not going to say I'm paying myself because I'm buying this course. You're going to actually pay yourself. And then we're going to have a plan to cover the essential things that we know we need in our business for growth. Nice. Doesn't he have five or what are the five? Mm -hmm. So you start with five basic accounts. One is an income account. This account is where all your deposits go into. So any deposit you get, any check you deposit, anything is going to flow into the income account. Then we have an operating expense account. This is where all the bills get paid. All of the auto debits, the checks, the payrolls, whatever, they get paid out of that operating expense. Then we have our profit account, a tax account, and an owner pay account. So these are the five basic foundational accounts that you need for profit first. Then additionally, you need those offsites, those no touch profit and tax accounts, because we're human. And when things get tough, we might look at that tax or that profit account and think, I can just borrow $1,000 from this right now. And next week, I'll put it back. And so the no temptation accounts, that's what they do. You're going to transfer your profit and your tax money over to these no temptations, hard to reach, hard to get the money out of accounts so that it's a safeguard for you. So your tax money stays and your profit money stays. So essentially to work profit first, just at the beginning, you need those seven accounts. Okay. And as we're doing this, let's say, so I I know he recommends 50% for owner pay. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. Maybe that's where it went wrong. So yes. tell us how we started out with this, because again, see, this is the thing. I'm like, okay, it was like 50, 30, 50, whatever the numbers were. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And like the next two things that came in, I did them that way. And then I did it. Yeah, probably the number one rule with Profit First is that you don't deviate from the rollout plan. It has to be small, steady steps. So if you're operating maybe at 68%, all of your expenses are 68% of your revenue. And based on your revenue level, it should be 40. 
So we take a period of time, it can be usually between four to eight quarters. So it could take up to two years to roll this out for you. And we take small incremental changes each quarter until we reach that 40%. And the biggest mistake that people make is I'm just going right to those targeted allocations, right? This is what the book says I should be at, I'm just gonna operate there. But it's not successful ever with anyone because we can't just change overnight to this. We have to do it small. We have to understand how it works and see it working in our business. And so using the rollout plan that Profit First offers will take you there. But like I said, you need to first identify where you are. You need to do that instant assessment. And actually on my website, Teresa, I have an opt-in that will walk you through the entire instant assessment. So if you're interested in identifying where you are in your business today so that you can roll out Profit First, you should go grab that. All Um, right. Where can we find that? That will be on my website, uh, which is jmdsolutions.com. And I think that you'll have a link for that, right? Yes, ma'am, in the show notes. Awesome. Awesome. Great. So let's talk about that a little bit more because, you know, my word of the year this year is sustainability. And I want that for me. And, And it's all parts of my life, not just my business. And I want my clients and the people that I work with to also think about sustainability, you know, to where we're not just dried up out of energy, out of resources, out of everything. Thinking about that, because I think that's exactly what happened is I tried to go directly to that because there's a part of the book that starts getting too technical for me. And then I'm like, okay, let me just go to the numbers, right? Because numbers don't lie. So how do you start making when you talk about small increments? So if you're at 68% expenses, you know, how do you start whittling that down to the point where it's 30% or 40%, whatever it should be for your business? Mm -hmm. Well, we start with the assessment that we just talked about. This is going to give us what's called our caps. So if you've read the book, you've heard the term caps and taps. Caps are our current allocation percentages. That identifies historically how we have spent our money. What have we saved for tax? What have we made in profit? What have we paid ourselves? What are we currently paying in our operating expense? So first you need to determine your caps. Then based on the revenue level of your business, Profit First will show you a chart that will list what your taps are, which are targeted allocation percentages. And like I talked about in the with a rollout plan, is we start by identifying where you are and identifying where you want to go, and then we make the plan on how you're going to get there. So a lot of times we do it in small incremental steps. The first thing that I say to anyone that I talk to, I kind of throw a challenge out there with any conversation, and I say, starting with your next deposit, save 1% into a bank account, to a savings account. 1% of the deposit, that's it. You're already winning when you do that. You're already saving for profit. So take the next deposit, save 1%. Then we identify where you are with your tax. Maybe you're not saving for tax. Maybe you are saving, but you don't really know how much you need to save. You know, you're not really sure. So we'll identify where you are and where you want to be. And typically it's around 15% on an average business. We want to save around 15%. That can change depending on the business, but we'll go with 15%. So we're going to slowly start increasing those deposits into that. The biggest and the hardest hurdle, I think, is reducing that operating expense, like you just said. So that's when we got to take a hard look. we got to take a hard look at how we're spending our money. And I think that as you start saving for tax and profit and even paying yourself, you take more ownership in the money and the dollars and how they're spent. So we'll look at 
kind of your expenses. We'll do an expense audit. Are you getting your ROI on your team? You know, first we'll look at team because most money is spent through our team, right? So what's the ROI on our team? How much are we spending in advertising? What's the ROI on our advertising expense? Are we getting a six to 10 times return on that? Because that's really where you should be. Um, and the easiest cut, honestly, is to identify what tools you're paying for. No. Subscriptions, tools, dues. Because we'll get a, we'll buy a new software. We may never implement it in our business, but we just keep paying for it. It's on auto draw. We don't really see it. Maybe it's a low dollar amount, like $25 that really we miss on our bank statements. And so most times when I work with my clients, we can reduce their expenses by 10% on the first go through, just because we're going to eliminate what they're not using. And then we start looking at the tools that they are using and the money they are spending and evaluate what their return is on that money. Yeah, I know years ago, before we have all the options we have now, Infusionsoft was like the pinnacle. You know, if you were using Infusionsoft, you had made it. And so there was a sale. I paid for it for a year, did not touch it because it's a beast. And then used it for a year, a fraction of what I'm just thinking back, you know, and I think I got it at like $199. So that's like over two years. That's almost $5,000. And now I use ConvertKit. It's exactly what I need. And it's not, it's such a small fraction of that. So yeah, when we look at our accounts, it's always interesting to see what's there and, you know, what we signed up for and don't forget or I don't remember. I did that last year when I was looking at mine. I found one that I had bought. It was like a one price thing and I just had never gone back and used it. And now I use it all the time, but I forgot it was there because we get so busy. So I really like that there's somebody who's going to go through that with you. So as you're talking, I'm wondering to myself, because I know a lot of small business owners don't technically pay themselves and how hard is this to implement for someone like that well I think that if you make a commitment to doing this and especially if you're working with a profit first professional got that that coach beside you you know uh, encouraging you to do it giving you the tools you need to do it but once you implement this and you start seeing those bank accounts build it really makes it easier and you start to understand the value you have in your business Because when we don't pay ourselves, when we don't pay for taxes, when we're not taking any type of reward from our business, we're devaluing ourselves. We're spending 100 hours. Like you said in a conversation, I might be making $2 an hour, right? You might be. Or you might be paying yourself from your personal revenue to work your business. And Sally, that's the case. So that's why we, like I said, we take those small steps. So we take that business owner and we start to teach them you are the most important employee in that business, the most. So what we're going to do is we're going to take care of every need you have. And it might be small. You know, you might just be taking a small paycheck at first. But as you see these these accounts build, you're going to want more. You're going to want to see them. You know, you're going to want to earn more. You're going to want to take more. You're going to want to save for that tax man and take those profit ones. So it's just a matter of small, steady steps and then really changing the behavior. It's no, it's no longer okay to say, I'm working really hard, I'm making all this money, and I'm just going to invest it back in because I'm building my empire. Right. But you need to pay for yourself. You need to take care of yourself. One year, I think that we paid out for the team. It was close to 70000 And I can tell you that that should not have happened, that I, there was no way. But 
I felt like at that point in time that we we were good because I was able to pay them. My personal finances took care of my bills outside of the business. It paid for the business and some education that I wanted. And like you said, sadly, we do put back in because then out of my personal finances, there was a course or someone that I wanted to work with several times throughout the year, a conference. And so I just paid for that out of my personal savings. But mentally, intellectually, I thought, but it's okay because the business paid for itself. So when we look back, and again, as we mature as business owners, and we look back on these things, it's like, oh my goodness. And then let's, we've got those things sometimes that are like, we got to keep up with the Joneses. One of the things that I love about Profit First and with professionals like yourself who, who do this and, you know, partner with other business owners to help educate us. Number one, it's an education. We don't know what we don't know. And once we get into it, it's like any other thing that we've learned. It may be a little scary before you do it, but then the more you do it, the more you exercise that muscle, like you said, you start seeing the accounts grow, then you're going to be able to have more fun with it. (laughs) It's like, who doesn't like seeing some money sitting in the bank? Also, I just want everybody to understand you don't have to have a professional who works with you. You can implement this. You can do it yourself. You may be smarter than me in that area. I could not. But um, sometimes it's not even about that being smart or not smart. It's about just knowing like if this person is so good at this and I'm not, please, please, yes, come and teach me. And that's what I was getting to is just the confidence that we will have once we start to understand it and we're contributing to it and the freedom that it gives us in actually planning our businesses and services and offers and prices and all the things. Is that something that you've seen with the people that you all work with? Yes, exactly. So I think that it's, like you said, it's a mindset issue. We need to understand that getting our financial house in order and taking care of ourselves as a business owner is equally as important as the copywriter you paid to write your sales page or as the uh, website builder that you paid to build your website. You know, when we come into business, there's lots of people out there that want to help you build the business and they'll give you your checklist. These are all the things you need to do to be successful. And most times what's left off that checklist is the operational support you need to manage the finances in your business. We know we need to be visible, right? We know we need to refine our product that we're selling. Those are all very important things, but equally important is building the financial house. Making sure from the beginning, if you have the opportunity, now a new business just starting out, that is the perfect time to implement Profit First because you just start at TAPS. You just start there. We don't have to deprogram the way you're thinking. We don't have to cut expenses. You're right out the door. You're just starting. You're already winning from the first day. But it's really prioritizing that part of business. And, you know, personally, I'm a finance person, so I know that Not one decision in your business is made that is not financially driven. I'm going to refine my product so I can sell more, so I can make more money. Or I'm going to pay this copywriter or this website person, so I'm going to spend more money. And so it's making the connection that everything you do is financially related. Very much so. For those people, they're listening and are thinking, you know what? 2022 is the year. This is the year I am going to get my financial house in order. Do you have like a ballpark of what it runs to work with a professional like yourself or somebody in your agency? Yeah. Well, like you said, first of all, you can read the book and you can implement this yourself. There are many 
profit first bookkeepers out there and they have support plans from the smallest business up to you know multi-million dollar businesses so the pricing is going to probably align where your revenue is and the amount of work that's required in it but you can like i said simply start by reading the book and rolling it out or you can hire a profit first professional to do the assessment and create the rollout plan for you and you have access to them as you're working the program and even you can hire a coach. I offer a year-long coaching package and we really we spend the whole year working on your profit plan and your financials. So it really ranges. There's an option for everybody at whatever revenue level you are. Thank you for that and for being so transparent about that. I would encourage everyone who is really interested in getting your financial house in order this year to go to Jenny's website and get the assessment that she has there and start there. And we'll again, we'll put that in the show notes. Jenny, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to having you back in April. I know that you are working on a product that is going to make life so easy. I cannot wait. And we'll be sure to have you tell us about it when you're back. And it may be available before then. So I'll mention it on another podcast when it becomes available. I'm excited. Yeah, we. I'll just give a little preview. We are working on, my team and I are working on a tool that will fit any business owner that has kind of read the book and knows that they want to implement this in their business up to the business owner that has thought about how do I do this, that have all those confusing questions that we talked about. And we're getting ready to uh, release a tool that actually will walk you through your entire profit first journey. You should have that pretty soon. We'll be releasing that. Oh, I'm so excited. Videos, a workbook. I love this tool because it's just filling in the blanks with our own numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. No math required. No math required. We're going to walk you through the entire journey. Like I said, you just plug in your numbers on your assessment. I will teach you through the videos and the workbooks, how to use that tool, how to make the decisions you need to make for your rollout plan. And then this tool is actually going to be your companion through your entire journey of Profit First. So say you're rolling out over two years, you're going to be revisiting that tool twice a month for up to two years. It's really going to work as your profit partner. Oh, I love that. And two, we can still work with someone to help us understand as we go also. Yes. I love that too, because for me, sometimes I'll read the workbook or I'll be in a workbook and then I'm listening to the videos, but it's like, I just want somebody to look at it and say, is this right? Am I doing this right? And what does this mean? Sometimes you just have questions. I'm sure that you'll have something available for that also. So thank you again for being here. I'm excited for our listeners. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for everything that 2022 is bringing you and your tools and company. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back and spend this year with you. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. So am I. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. If it resonated with you, be sure to share it on Facebook and tag me to let me know how you're using this info to grow your online business. And of course, you're always welcome in our free Facebook community. And you can get there by going to growthstrategiescafe.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and invite a friend. We'd love to have you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. 
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.